Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing at all during those days, and when they were over, he was famished. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become a loaf of bread. Jesus answered him, It is written, One does not live by bread alone. Then the devil led him up and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And the devil said to him, To you I will give their glory and all this authority, for it has been given over to me, and I give it to anyone I please. If you then will worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered him, It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil took him to Jerusalem and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to protect you. And on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, It is said, Do not put your Lord, do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished every test, he departed from him until an opportune time. The Gospel of the Lord. Good morning. What to Pack for Camp was the title of the memo we received from Wilderness Canoe Base. Five high school girls and I were headed to the Boundary Waters, this time for a four-night canoe trip. I know, I know. After last week, you're probably wondering why I seem to be led into the wilderness so often. Most of us were inexperienced campers and paddlers. Most of us were unenthusiastic campers and paddlers. But led to the wilderness we were. Our trip leader was an earnest 20-something Eagle Scout, uh, someone who relished any and all experiences of the great outdoors. I'll never forget the look of horror on his face when he got a good look at what we all thought we were bringing on the canoe trip. Most of us had either missed the what to pack for camp memo or found the list to be so paltry as to be ludicrous. Our duffel bags were bursting with outfits, uh, pajama sets, fluffy pillows, and more. Our fearless leader said, you ladies have far too much cotton and far too little rain gear. By the time we began paddling the next morning, he had winnowed our gear down by about two-thirds and had supplemented some key items for us. And over the next several days, 
as we lifted heavy loads and carried our packs and canoes, we would be thankful indeed that he insisted we take only what we needed. And we learned that we did have all we needed for the journey. I wonder what Jesus packed for his 40-day stint in the desert. I suspect he packed light, at least in a material sense. But what I found in this text was this. From the very beginning of his time of testing, Jesus seemed to have with him all he needed to meet the physical and emotional and spiritual challenges he encountered. The devil figure in our story, it turns out, was no match for Jesus. For though Jesus' belly grumbled with hunger, Jesus was indeed full, full of the Holy Spirit, full of the Word of God, fully centered and rooted in his identity as the Son of God. If you're feeling a bit of Bible story whiplash, I don't blame you because for weeks now, our texts have had us getting into the thick of Jesus' public ministry, and now the lectionary for Lent puts the car in reverse and backs us up almost to Jesus' baptism, as if to remind us that how Jesus begins living into the mystery of his life and death is important, as if to remind us that what Jesus carries with him on his journey to the cross is worth remembering again. Jesus is led into this time of temptation with the baptismal waters of the Jordan still clinging to him and with the name Beloved, Son of God, ringing in his ears. How else would Jesus pack for such a place of isolation and wrestling than to carry along this kind of blessing, this name and claim upon his life, this identity as the beloved Son of God, When Jesus entered that 40-day place of hunger and testing, see, he already had everything he needed. Of course, that didn't stop the devil from trying. Turn this stone into a loaf of bread. Worship me and you can have it all. Jump. Surely the angels will catch you. I wonder if the devil even sensed Jesus' inner place of rootedness in God, of wholeness, of security. In our translation this morning, we hear the devil casting about with, if you are the son of God, do this or that, Jesus. But a better translation of the original Greek has the devil saying, since you are the son of God, not if. But since, since you are the Son of God. See, there's no question about whether or not Jesus is God's beloved Son. Only a question about how Jesus will live into his identity. 
So it is for you and me too. There's no question about whether or not you are a beloved child of God. You are beloved. In the words of Jan Richardson, beloved is where you begin. In this truth, you already have abundance, inheritance, wholeness. In this truth, you have what you need. The pack you carry into the wilderness places of life, and there will be wilderness places of life, may be light, but with the Spirit, your pack is full indeed. I don't need to describe what those wilderness places have been or may now be for you. We see them all around us in the world as well. And you know well the desert places and the rough terrain of your own life. And what can move you away from love and health and wholeness and peace And no one is exempt from these barren places along the way. I've been looking looking for one for years, but no one gets a pass from, from camping out in the wilderness. Sometimes I suspect the Spirit might even lead us there, sometimes to do some hard work. For me, the devil in the wilderness shows up not in a cartoon form with a pitchfork and a red suit, but as whispers in my ear, competing whispers that try to redefine who I am. In our Wednesday night, Wednesday noon Bible study this week, we dwelled a bit in art portraying this devil and his attempts to test Jesus. Most of the art showed its medieval origins. We saw a lot of devilish creatures with horns and clawed feet and fangs and these ominous bat wings. But one contemporary painting emanating from a Christian community in Africa resonated more deeply with our group. Here, the devil was not a mythical creature, but had the appearance of an everyday acquaintance, trying to influence Jesus on a mountaintop as he surveys the villages and landscape below. I suspect you too have heard voices coming to you with bad advice, now and again crowding out your own voice telling you that you are not enough or that you don't have enough or that you don't control enough that wherever you are, you are alone. But your own still small voice carries the truth of the matter. Can you embrace it? May this story about Jesus and the devil, as fantastical and weird as it might be, be a reminder of your wholeness as a beloved one of God. Like Jesus, you are full and you are free to live out of that identity. And the Holy Spirit goes with you. Your pack is full with all you need.
for the wilderness. Thanks be to God. Amen.